You know what would be fun, guys? You know what would be fun? I think we should do a whole podcast trying to talk like the Micro Machine guy. Yeah. How does the Micro Machine guy talk? Legalese talker guys. Yeah, 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 like the auctioneer fuckers. Yeah, I can't talk regular speed, let alone trying to speed it up and talk fast. I stumble over words as it is. Well, maybe maybe you should just use your your um, editing magic to speed up our, our so we all sound like Alvin and the fucking chipmunks and stuff. <laughs> I wonder if I can do that. I've never actually tried to speed us up. Well, you got an opening now. Now I'm like, ooh, what do the effects do? Change. Oh no, there is a change speed effect. Booyah! I might have to play with that when I'm editing just to see what it sounds like. <laughs> we can call it the uh, Bry Guy and Super Friends Helium and Speed Round. <laughs> Bry Guy and Super Friends at Super Speed. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> what I should do is maybe for the intro or for the cold open now, I'll just have you talk about speeding us up, how I find the speed, and then everything we talk about after that will be sped up until we get to the theme song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so right now that's all you're hearing when you're listening. <laughs> It's gonna be good. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's gonna work, but it's a yeah, no, idea. idea. I, I guess it's an idea. No, it's totally an idea. If, I don't use it, if it works, and I find something better to use for the cold open, that's definitely going for the 100. Yeah. The whole 100? That's the whole episode? We're just gonna speed up the entire 100th episode, so no one will understand what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take this, we kind of record it for two hours, two and a half hours, but we'll just oh, play it. No, we speed. should call it the secret episode, because it'd be like one of those things where you have to like take a record and play it backwards <laughs> to get a secret message. You'd have to like download parts of, you'd have to download it and edit it yourself so you can slow down the speed and actually hear what we're saying. Yeah. I can't get people to download these episodes dude, for free, let alone download additional software dude, to speed well, we up do, and play we, backwards. We should, we, should, we should have a secret message minute at, at, the end, at the end of every podcast where, where you speed everything up so people have to, like, you know, do effort to, like, hear everything. <laughs> I like where your head's at. A little yeah. bit more fan interaction. Yeah, yeah. But, we, again, we can't get people to listen to this show, period. Or even, like, take the time to comment on the Facebook or, page for you a you show. know what? We can send everybody a, a crypto ring. <laughs> yeah. And then buy a bunch of Cracker Jack boxes. And get yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then we can, like, give them secret messages and go, A4, B12. You know, and then, and then they have to decrypt it and we can tell them to, like, drink their own looking or some kind of shit. <laughs> Episode of Bry Guy and his Super Friends. I'm your host Brian Labick, and back from a brief hiatus is Andy Stalls. I wish I could talk like the Micro Machine guy, but I can't. So hey, folks, <laughs> that's pretty quick. You were getting there, yeah. And returning for an unprecedented—at least I think it's unprecedented—third time in a row, Ian Lydic. <sighs> you startled me. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. <laughs> but uh, just real quick, I haven't plugged this before, but we're coming up on our 300th episode. 300. You can catch us on LiveJasmine.com. It's called Blart Bloat, where every 10 seconds of the movie, Paul Blart Mall Cop, we got an episode for it, breaking it down so you don't miss anything. For the last 30 episodes, we've been talking about how life is meaningless due to the inevitable heat death of the universe. Check it out. Hey, guys. You know, what, <laughs> <laughs> what, 
What's funny is I think Ian and I actually talked about him doing a podcast like that where he just dissects Paul Blart 10 seconds at a time. One, it would yeah. give him an excuse to watch it, and two... So, so will there be a thrilling sequel to that for Paul Blart 2? We still got 300 more episodes, so maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's really just... tough. I don't even know if we've watched the movie in like the last month. Who's who's we? Is it just you, or is it... Well, it's me and my co-host, Play Masama. Huh? Was that words? I don't understand. <laughs> it's words. They don't mean anything, but they're words. I mean, it's a name. Names don't always mean shit. <laughs> what is well, Zelda? I'm glad, you have a, I'm glad you have a partner for that one, though. Ah, uh, me too. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd have killed myself 200 episodes in. <laughs> uh, Alright, so moving on. We are... Again, Mikeless. If you've noticed, there's no mic again. That we we will probably fall off the rails again without Mike to direct us here. And without a mic, doesn't matter which one. As long as we have a mic, we're good. So we're not good. Oh fuck me. I know. It's just like a couple weeks ago when we were Mikeless again. We're this is bad news bears. Uh, all right. So for the last few weeks, as I've been doing, uh, I'd like to remind everyone that we're steadily approaching our 100th episode. So my idea for that is to hopefully get some fan interaction for that episode in the form of topic suggestions, questions you guys may have for us, stuff like that. So if there's anything that you would like to ask us or anything you'd like to hear us discuss, you can hit us up and we'll try to work it in the show. So if you would like to find a way to talk to us, you can get in with uh, our newly created email address, which is bryguysuperfriends at gmail.com, or you can tweet us at bgsuperfriends on Twitter. And of course, we're still... Pretty active, I guess, on Facebook is probably at least the most active place to find us. Uh, you can find us on the Facebook page and comment or like something there. And, uh, yeah, we'll keep checking them. We'll see if we can work something in over the next, I mean, you got probably a month or two-ish before we finally sit down to record. So you have a little bit of time. If you can get around to it, let us know, and we'll see if we can work it in somewhere. Other than that, we're going to move on to what we got on tap this episode, which will pretty much be a video game-centric episode. Basically, in the past, I think I've tried to do these types of episodes before. They don't usually work all that well. I think, I don't know if it's just because, like, maybe our, our tastes in video games vary a little bit more. We're a little bit too diverse, so we, it's it's hard finding some common ground here. Dude, we should like less... celebrate our diversity, man. Fuck. We can, as long as, like, I don't know, and we make it interesting somehow. I think the last times I've tried to do, Ian's been here for both of them. We tried to do E3 podcasts, and we're so over the map, like, this all over the sucks. place. For both of those episodes. We've tried it twice now. It's so terrible. <laughs> well, you it, try and cover a whole, like, three days worth of fucking show in, like, two hours, and it goes nowhere. Because part of me is, like, I don't want to just talk about what I like. I want to try to cover, like, all the bullet point news stuff. And then, like, half the stuff I talk about, everyone else is like, I don't, I didn't watch that. I don't care. I didn't see that. It's just, it goes off the rails. It's terrible. I don't know if we'll try an E3 one this year. <laughs> if we do, I might try to have to find a different format or something. Because, yeah, to, we're 0 for 2 on E3 podcasts. <laughs> Either that or just, just send bullet points to all your uh, guests so that you can his, know what to discuss, his, you know. His bullet points are, watch this three-hour presentation Nintendo did. Yeah. Now do it for Microsoft, Sony, Ubisoft, and EA. And we're going to talk about none of that this other shit, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tend to watch all the, most of the, not all, but most of the press conferences. So I try to cover all the bullet points from the press conferences, and yeah, that just becomes... A whole shit show. Yep. So, yeah, we'll see if we can structure that a little bit better when E3 rolls around this year, if we can make that work. But yeah, I mean, with those episodes, I think we cover a lot of, we again, we try to cover a lot of different things. I think it goes off the rails. So, 
for this one, we're just going to cover two topics. That's it. We're going to try to streamline it. We're going to see how it goes. Uh, if it ends up being short, that's fine. There's, I think, a lot of movies that come out this month that I'm sure we will try to do reviews on. So if I can save the space for that, cool. For your data or whatever, does this count as February still, or is this definitely March? Uh, March. Because okay. I will upload, yeah, because we're already, yeah, we're recording in March, so I'm going to upload it that first Sunday in March, so it'll be there on the Monday, first Monday. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that's sort of my plan for March. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but switching topics, uh, we're going to go on to the Nintendo <laughs> Switch. <laughs> Ian loved that little thing. Uh, <laughs> so... By the time this show is available, the Nintendo will have released their latest console, which is the Nintendo Switch. Uh, there have been a few commercials and trailers for the Switch that they've released. I've posted a few of them on the Facebook page, so you can try to dig through the Facebook and check them out or go to YouTube and search them. They're probably all out there. So for anyone that hasn't been following along with the Switch, uh, it is Nintendo's hybrid of a home console and a handheld device. The system is basically a tablet that comes with a docking station. So when the Switch is docked, it can be played on the TV, that whatever the dock in itself is hooked up to. Uh, and the Switch has two removable, two removable controllers called Joy-Cons that can snap into each side of the tablet. They can be used as wireless controllers as either part of the handheld system or when the system is docked. You can just, again, snap them off and use them uh, across the room, on the couch, wherever. Uh, the games for the Switch are essentially an SD card. Thing. I mean, because that's the size of them anyway. I'm pretty sure that's what they're on, right? They're just SD cards? I believe so, yeah. So they're only the size of what, like a quarter or whatever? Uh, Yeah, more or less. Like the same type of cards you'd put in like digital cameras for storage. Like those little little discs. Yeah, so they're only like the size of your fingertip maybe? Yeah, yeah. Um, So that's what the game size, if you buy like, you know, the retail version of the game, that's what you're getting is that little SD card. Uh, the Switch console itself is 32 gigabytes of internal storage. It can be expanded upon with additional SD card storage. The battery life for the Switch in handheld mode is said to last three to six hours. Uh, it does feature a USB-C connection if you would like to charge the system while you're on the go. Um, the system will support up to eight people for local multiplayer. So each of the Joy-Con controllers, one snaps on each side of the system. So, if you play multiplayer, depending on the game, I guess, you can snap both of those off and have two people play with those controllers, one side for one person. It works that well. So, I guess if you have eight of those so those Joy-Con controllers, you can play eight people that way. You only need four. You can play for with, like, the... half of one. Because, like, the Joy-Con together is, like, one unit, you know what I mean? Right, right. And then they split off, so technically... You only need four of them to ha like you know, so you'd have eight halves. But right. so each person would have to look on the same little tablet, though. Like you'd have to have two people looking on the same tablet. That or have it hooked up to the TV. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. If you want the eight-person local multiplayer like that, yeah. So if you had eight people on, let's say, a train, trying to play this without um, access to a TV you would have to have two people sitting next to each other playing on the same one, and then two other people. So you would have to have four screens, right? Uh, I think you can four do tablets. it that way. Yeah, but you can also have all eight on one screen if you wanted. Holy yeah. fuck, that'd be hard if you're just playing that little thing, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But if you're playing, like, Smash Brothers, it would already be really hard. That's true. 
Uh, just a couple other bullet points, I guess, here. The, uh, the system does have, or will have, an online multiplayer service, mm-hmm. and it will be one you have to pay for. However, mm-hmm. when it first comes out, the service will be free up until the fall of this year. I haven't seen a price point for this service, so I don't know how much it's going to be per month if you sign they up They haven't that. announced it yet. Okay. Everyone's speculating still. Yeah. I mean, just for comparison's sake, the PlayStation Network and Xbox Live are both 60 bucks a month. Year. Oh, the year. Sorry. Good call. Yeah, holy hell. I, was gonna say, I don't remember <laughs> paying that much. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. So I don't know if it's going to be like a monthly subscription for the Switch or if it's going to be another yearly subscription like that. I imagine like they like to come in low than most other systems, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's like 40 or 50 bucks a year. But again, I don't know if how many people will jump into that. Uh, all right. So the when the console comes out, it will be two hundred and ninety nine dollars for the console. Um, that comes with the tablet, uh, the two Joy-Con controllers, the left and right side, and the dock and the cords to hook it up to the television. It does not come with a game. What the snot? They got to come out with a combo pack eventually, right? Uh, maybe, but at launch there isn't one. But I mean, so, GameStop and other places are selling bundles with a game. Oh, are they? But they okay, are, but they're more expensive, obviously, but it's happening. Is it any type of deal with it, or is it just like 300 bucks for the console and then the $60 game, so you're paying $360? Uh, plus, the GameStop one's including a Pro Controller, and it's, I believe, 430 430 okay. What's, so what's, a pro, what's a Pro Controller for Nintendo Switch? It's like a more traditional-looking Xbox-like controller. Right. Okay. Like, I believe it was called the Classic Controller for the Wii. Like that kind of thing. Okay. So it's not going to be the controller that you use the Joy-Cons at all. It's just a straight-up, like, Xbox controller that you can plug into or use wirelessly for the system. Okay. Um, And it, just spinning off of that, the accessories for that, so that Switch Pro controller that Ian was talking about is 70 bucks on its own. Um, if you want the left and right Joy-Con bundle, that's $80. If you want just a left or right side singly, by itself, it's fifty dollars. Uh, you can get the Joy-Con charging grip, which is basically like the controller grip, but you can slide the Joy-Con left and right into it and use it as a more or less basic traditional controller. Um, but I think it charges the Joy Cons while you're playing that way too. Uh, so that docking thing is thirty dollars. Um, if for some reason you want an additional Switch dock, like if you want to hook it up to another TV and then just, you know, dock it on one TV, take it out, bring it over to another TV, and dock it to that TV. The additional dock is $90. But there's no word yet if it's that it's still not known if it'll be available at launch, so no one thinks it will be for at least another month or two. The additional docks? Yeah. Okay. No one has it even listed right now. No retailer. Okay. I missed that part, so good call. Um... Yeah, the console doesn't come with a game. There are 13 launch titles available. Only five of them can be bought in a retail store. The other eight are available digitally through their online eShop or eStore, whatever they're calling it. Are we going to do the list? Uh, yeah. Well, I'll run through. I wrote down the retail launches because those are, I think, the bigger names. The digital ones, not too many of them sounded familiar to me. Um, but the retail launch titles, the ones you can buy in the store, are Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild... Uh, 1-2 Switch, which is, I guess, basically like their tech demo game that they want to, you know, 
so find be, ways for you to use the Joy-Con controllers. So and all that, that would stuff. Be, that's basically like Wii bowling and Wii tennis yeah. and yeah, that, your Wii that, sports that. game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Just Dance 2017, Woo. Skylanders Imaginators, <gasps> and Super Bomberman R. Woo. So those are your your I guess. Bigger, higher tier, more popular launch titles. I'm surprised they're not launching uh, Smash Brothers and um, Mario Kart with the that. Launch. Was going to be my question: Is there any notable Nintendo staples you guys don't hear in this launch lineup? Mario. Like, oh, Mario too. Yeah. Yeah. I believe the Wii was the first console Nintendo ever released without a Mario at launch. So now we have the second. Which I yeah, guess at the time Super didn't Mario. Really... Rather, you know, did launch with the U, I think, yeah. You know, even though it didn't launch with the Wii, the Wii still sold buttloads, even without a Mario game. But the big launched. thing, I think, with the Wii is it was a outlier out of in console gaming history. It wasn't bought by gamers, it was bought by everyone, because yeah. it was this cool game. It was more of a toy than a console, Yeah, why people bought it. it so Mario wouldn't have pushed it there. I mean, people bought it as a Wii sports machine, That that's true. Yeah, and I think that's why even Andy was surprised they weren't bundling a game with this, just because that worked so well for the Wii. Oh yeah, yeah. You think if anything, they would they would bundle it with that one-two Switch game. So does the Switch come with any like inherent games on it already, just to like you know, mess around with it? I don't think so. I believe it's just like if you bought an Xbox One, it wouldn't have like anything pre-installed, but you could jump on and grab something real quick. Okay, so you can like mess with your profile and probably calibrate and then go to shopping yeah. on the, on the mm-hmm. Switch store or Nintendo store or whatever the fuck they call Yeah, Nintendo so if you want to, yeah, you can you can connect it to the internet as soon as you get it out of the box and then download a game from the store and have something if you want. But it's still an additional cost. Like you're not getting something free with the console. Well, so yeah, we uh yeah, we mentioned a couple of games that they should we you know, surprising they're not launching with them. Mario Kart 8 is coming out. It's scheduled to release the end of April, or April 28th. Okay, so that's not too far after the release, at least. Um, Super Mario Odyssey, which is the next Mario game, is only sl- the only release date it has is holiday 2017. So that's still pretty vague, but it'll be people, out by the end of the year. People have been talking about this, and they kind of like this delayed launch schedule almost, where you get to play and beat Zelda, then you get your Mario Kart, you get to play and beat Mario Kart, you know, do what you want in that. Then, um, uh, they have that gooey, that, that fucking shooter game. Splatoon. Squid one. Splatoon 2 comes out, and then finally you get your Mario game. They kind of like staggered, because you're not going to blow through everything real quick. See, I don't know. I kind of like it the other way. I feel like it'd be better to have more options at the start to be able to pick and choose what games you want. I think I it think probably it... depends on your game style. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you guys prefer? Yeah, some people pick up a game and play it like 36 hours straight and end up beating it and then pick mm-hmm. up the next game and go toward. Me, I have video game ADD, so the more options, <laughs> the better. So, like, I'll play Mario for an hour and be like, fuck this and start playing Mario Kart for an hour, you know? <laughs> kind of like mm-hmm. something like that. But I think it probably depends on your play style. So, you'd rather have them all at once? Yeah. Okay. So, if I were to pick up a Nintendo Switch, I probably wouldn't pick it up until all the games that I would want for it are available. Which probably uh, wouldn't be until the Switch would price drop, if it price drops. Well, I mean, it by the Christmas time, you'll probably have all these games will be released. Like all the all the heavy hitters should be out, except Smash Brothers. I haven't seen anything for for another Smash Brothers yet. 
Did anybody, Ian, did you happen to look and see if that was on the I, release schedule at all? I don't think it says like an announced date yet, no. But I, I don't know. But I would think 2018. Okay. Yeah, I guess we'll see if we if we hear anything at E3, and I think it's usually what June, like mid June is E3. Yep. So I don't know. I mean, Nintendo actually doesn't really have a strong presence at E3 anymore. I don't remember them announcing a lot of stuff there. They they kind of have their own thing now. Yeah. Plus, they're real big fans of doing. They do um like web streams through the eShop stuff. They're big, yeah. big doing on that now. Like that's how the new Fire Emblems get announced. Oh, that's true. That's what they did at E3. They didn't actually. They weren't at the show, but they set aside time to live stream a in a conference or something that yeah, weekend. Yeah, they have a special name for it. I forget what it's called, but they yeah they N- do that a lot now. Nintencon. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad, but I don't think that's it. I think it was like like a treehouse thing or something. Yeah, that's what it is. Nintendo treehouse. Uh, Sounds like so a yeah, fucking we'll... Nickelodeon show. <laughs> hey, you mean they're marketing to kids? Like that's that's their market. We're the Nintendo ears. You can yeah. be one too. <laughs> <laughs> it's all these puff pieces of them playing games and having a lot of fun yeah. playing them. So, I don't remember. Did was the Wii U able to play Wii games? I believe so. So, is the Wii or is the Nintendo Switch able to play any of the older Wii games or anything? I mean, you're not going like... to play them disc like the the. Wii discs are not going to work in this console. There's no place to put them. Okay, so are any of the download digital games any of the Wii U games? I feel like they talked about that. I think it might be something they're planning in the future, but I don't know if there's going to be anything available at launch to back like play backwards compatible games. Okay. I'm sure like a lot of the core ones they already have out for their older, older systems you'll be able to buy right away, but nothing I believe specifically from the Wii generation would you be able to get at launch. So you couldn't pick up like probably like Mario Super Kart. Mario Brothers two, maybe like the N sixty four Mario Kart. Okay, just because they're usually pretty good about having all that stuff ready to go, like because the good, they keep selling it. The the good retro stuff that they'll keep mm-hmm. selling no matter what, and they'll list for ten dollars even though you own it on five different systems. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all the hardcore guys are going to buy every Zelda and Mario game that comes out, so it doesn't matter. I mean, that's the thing. I think with the staggered release, it works for their core market that, that's going to play through Zelda. And that's what they want to do for a while. And then they can hit them up and be like, oh, now you got Mario Kart. Where I think yeah. I'd rather wait because when I have a Switch, like, I'd want to have, like, what I like about Nintendo consoles is playing them with other people. Yeah. And I can't really do that with Zelda. Yeah. Yeah, Zelda's a straight-up single-player yeah, yeah, game. I don't is, think there's any multiplayer for that. That's not a good party game. The only Zelda that I remember being a party game was that Nintendo 4... or Zelda 4 Swords for GameCube. Oh, yeah. Where you had yeah, four, that, little, four links running around or whatever. That was them trying to promote couch co-op and stuff with, yeah. with a Zelda game. Was that also with like the GBA like connector to the GameCube? Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. You didn't have to do it that way, but it, it would it would add like little mini-games that you could play on the actual... Uh, Game Boy Advance. Uh, Ian, I don't know if we ever got an answer from you. Do you want this? Do you prefer the staggered release, or do you want all the games there right at the start? I prefer the staggered release because that means it lets me wait longer to buy a Switch. <laughs> yeah, I guess part of me, like I, I think I'd want all the games there at launch, but part of me is thinking like if they're, you know, planning by December to have or November, you know, right before the holiday to have all this stuff out. I don't understand why they wouldn't just delay the the console launch until right before Christmas, just like everybody else does. 
I think they realized like Nintendo, they, I think they're at the point where they think they can release whenever they want. And March is always a weak month for video games. That's why Mass Effect comes out in March. Yeah. So I think they're trying to take advantage of that. Plus, it gives them to see, hey, if it's if we start struggling, we can do a price drop for the holiday. Oh, that's true. That could work. Well, let's all right. So let's ask this: Do we think that this this system will sell? Like again, we were talking like the Wii. The when the Wii came out, it sold buttloads. Like people's grandparents were buying Wiis for themselves. Uh, the Wii U came out. I want to say like two years later or three years how long before the wii u launched oh, after the wii uh, it was quite a while it was more than three years i thought i thought it was people pretty had... quick it came out no, in 2012 I... yeah wii u or wii came out like what 2009 at least 2007 2006 okay yeah okay, so, it, so was, it was six it years was, in between six years yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I'll I'm, be honest. I don't think many people knew the Wii U was an actual new console. Uh, yeah, because I don't think it was marketed very well, or how well, they did the name. It, the name was terrible for it. It makes it sound like it's the same fucking system. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it actually, makes it sound like you have to take like an online course to play the Wii. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, Wii I have University. to go to Wii University. What the fuck balls? <laughs> I'm not doing that. Fucking I already know how to play the Wii. I'm a fucking me. Wii master. <laughs> Yeah, because the uh, when the week again when the Wii came out, it sold a shit ton, and then the Wii U came out and didn't sell anything. It sold so, a bit. It, it sold a little bit, but nowhere near what like they wanted it to sell what the Wii did. Yeah, but I think the price point for the Wii U was higher than the Wii, and it was a little bit harder for people to jump into that because the Wii was so fucking cheap. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, that's what's the problem with selling a screen as your console. It's hard to keep the cost down. Right. And I mean, I guess that's essentially what they're doing with this one too. But this one, I think, what the Wii was probably two hundred. I think I remember two fifty. Two okay. So this it, one's it, fifty bucks more. And it was nowhere when the Wii came out. It was nowhere near uh, as fancy as any of the other uh, consoles graphically. Like I think it only did like seven twenty. I don't even remember if it had HD. Yeah, I don't. Know, I don't think it had an HD, like an HDMI cord or any type of HD hookups no, or anything for component, it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So that, I think that's probably another way they cut the uh, cost down on the Wii, because the Wii U did have HD. So. Okay. Yeah, I know this one. The Switch is supposed to support HD. It's only HDMI. It is okay. You have um, to get a converter if you want to use component or composite. Okay. But in it yeah, because I think. I think I think they said it doesn't it doesn't go straight 1080p like even on like when it's plugged into the TV when it's on the dock I think it only goes like 900p I think I heard um you're getting better I resolution think that would on this depend on games you know okay yeah I guess I think what I was what I heard they were running Zelda cuz it's basically the only game out that anybody is able to try right now and that's the kind of frame rate and resolution that they were getting from Zelda and like you know, when it, when you pull it off the dock and you're taking it mobile, it looks better on the smaller screen. It it scrunches everything together. I think it runs 720 on the handheld. Yep. And they said that looked good, but when it's blown up on the big screen, you can you can sort of tell the difference that it's starting to starting to look a little wary. I mean, Nintendo's kind of been out of the running for visually awesome for a while now for the what the last three consoles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, they were awesome back when, uh, I mean, Nintendo 64 came out and blew everything else away. But after that, I think they just kind of, they went for the gimmicky stuff and not necessarily like the quality of the graphics and stuff. 
Yeah, I think they're all about the fun side of it. Yeah. Yeah, Nintendo really treats it as a toy. Yeah. yeah. Where everyone else is now more of a multimedia home interface device. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so what do you guys think of the uh, the design? Do you like the combination of the hybrid console with the handheld in the dock to play it on the television? I think um, it's confusing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, it's the same thing with the Wii U where I'm like, is the console the screen? Is it not the screen? <laughs> like, why is the screen fucking important? I don't really care about the screen. So like, what it seems like to me is is they took the Wii and then they took the Wii U and they combined them together. They took the screen from the Wii U and the, the, the controllers from the Wii and just went kapunk and stuck them together and said, hey, Nintendo Switch. Yeah. That's yeah. what it seems like to me. Yeah, honestly, that's probably what they did. That's I think they realized, the you know, like Ian was saying, you can't have a screen on the controller and yet have the game playing on the, another bigger TV like screen in front of you because where's your attention? You want to be looking at the at the TV screen and play the game, but yet the the controller that you're holding in your lap is telling you to do stuff on the other screen. That's confusing. Right. So my brother has a Wii U, and he plays a game called um, it's basically Legend of Zelda except with the, in in like a Dynasty Warriors type gameplay. Can't remember Legend, Legend Hyrule Warriors. Warriors. Yeah, that's what it's called. And uh, like the map is on his his Wii U screen so you can like look down and see where he is on, on the minimap at any time but like all the action is going on on the screen at the same time okay I mean I guess that's doable I think there were some games that got a little bit too gimmicky with the with the dual screens and almost treated it like a 3DS no, yeah it was like early 3DS problems too was the dual screens with the DS like they didn't know how to use that second screen at all yeah so now they've confined everything to one screen, and you can either put the screen on the TV, or you can take it and put it in your lap and play so it mobile. It's no longer doing the Wii U thing where you can do kind of both. It's just one or the other. It's one or the other. Yeah. Okay. That that either, probably will eliminate some of the confusion. So either it's in your lap and handheld, or it's on the dock and it, and you're projecting it on the television. Um, I mean, I kind of like the way it, it like being able to have that mobility with it if you want it. Like, it seems like it's pretty seamless just watching videos of people trying it out and playing it. Because, um, you know, it's not out yet, so none of us have actually been able to have our hands on it and try it firsthand. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm, again, I'm, I guess I'm concerned with, like, battery life and stuff and durability of the console if you're taking it off the dock. Like, what happens if you drop this thing? I, I feel like, though, like, any kind of console that I would buy, I, w- I wouldn't necessarily take it mobile with me, even if it's capable of doing that. Because I get weird with, you know, dropping and theft and keeping in my yeah. car and all that jazz. So I probably wouldn't even dick with any of the mobile stuff. I would just, I would treat it like a, I would treat it like my PS4. So if you're only using it for one thing, leaving it docked and playing on the television, you wouldn't buy that for three hundred dollars. Wouldn't buy. Like the the yeah the system is that too too expensive for you just just I, to leave it on the dock and play it? I mean if 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 its gimmick is it's mobile I I'm not buying into that but I mean if there's games I want to play like I I'm, Zelda's always fun so I would probably play Zelda and I love Mario Kart and stuff like that but Mario Kart wasn't enticing enough for me to buy a Wii or a Wii U so I don't I I would expect not to buy this one as well unless something really fucking blows my mind. Yeah, I didn't see. I tried to scroll through like the the game release schedule for the rest of the year, 
and I didn't see too much. Like they they are doing Skyrim. Like Skyrim will be a, a Nintendo Switch. Like they're they're getting a Nintendo Switch version. Really? Yeah. Like yep. the mastered Skyrim. Like as far as I know, yeah, the updated wow. one. So that has a release date just of fall 2017. So by the end of the year, that should come out. So you wouldn't want to play Skyrim and take it mobile. That would you actually could, be pretty cool. <laughs> you could play Skyrim in the car. I mean, not when you're driving, but like if you're a passenger in a car. So or if while you're, you're driving. If you're, if, <laughs> yeah, or, so not? I don't or think we answered driving. this. If you're mobile, do you have to have a Wi-Fi connection? Is it one of those things where you have to have internet connection to play? See, that's where I'm kind of fishy. I don't actually know how that works. So if you're in like... Like, let's say you're in the fucking middle of nowhere in some random fucking rat-infested hotel that has no Wi-Fi and there's no fucking internet connection anywhere. Can you still play it? Or Here's is that, the thing, because you're not... Or is that game... I don't uh, think you're... It's not like you're streaming the game from the cloud. I think it's basically how consoles do it now. You put the game in the system, it downloads it to the to the system, and you have it there. So it would be like having a Game Boy and the cartridge. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. you know how... Well, actually, I don't even know, because, again, most systems, like so... the PS4 and the Xbox One, even if you buy a disc, you put the disc in the system, it downloads the disc to the hard drive. You technically don't need the disc, but the game re- or the system requires you to put the disc in every time you want to play it, but the entire but, game but, is on the hard drive. But some games require you to have internet access to play. Right. But what sort of what I was getting at is I expected... If you have a disc for like an Xbox or PS4 game, you put the disc in and it runs from the disc. What I don't know is if you have the SD card game for the Switch and you put that in the Switch tablet, if it runs from the cartridge or if it does download the whole thing to the... It, it runs from the cartridge because since it's not a disc, there's not slower loading times. It's pretty much instant, so there's no need to download it to the Switch itself. Okay, so that's thing, I think, Andy, to your point, I think that's even less reason why it would need an internet connection to be mobile. Well, okay. Um, what I'm saying is, uh, some games always require like internet connection to play. Kind of like a, I don't know if you guys have played any of like the mobile games on your phone. Some require you to have like a Wi-Fi signal and whatnot. I'm wondering right. how many of these Nintendo Switch games will require mobile Wi-Fi. Considering it's Nintendo and they've been so slow to embrace online gameplay in general. I can't imagine any Nintendo Switch game requiring you to be connected to the internet. Unless maybe Splatoon, just because that's a multiplayer game, but I bet that even lets you do local still just fine. Yeah, I mean if you watch some of the trailers for the or the commercials or trailers for the for the Switch, it seems like a lot of the multiplayer they're promoting is still local co op or multiplayer. Like it's it's two two Switch tablets up on their kickstands back to back with four people around them using the Joy Con controllers. You're not seeing people sitting on their couch playing their Switch with someone else on at their house on their couch playing the Switch. It's all promoting like in the same room area. So like I don't I, know. I'm guessing that these that the Switch itself is some sort of mobile hotspot type of thing. Well, I so bet I it's can... like how the 3DS is, where you can, without using the internet, you can wirelessly connect to other 3DSs for games and stuff. You don't as actually as, have to be on the internet as long as you're within a certain distance from area. Them? Yeah. Okay. And I guess that's the smartest way for them to do it, just for the type of multiplayer that they're trying to promote. Plus, considering a lot of kids primarily play these systems, and, you know, the creeps that are out there playing online games now, 
they probably don't want little kids accessing internet gaming for all the fucking random people you can run into on there. And little you know, the kids are the talking. worst fuckers on online games. There. They <laughs> it's are. Not, it's not. We're not protecting them. We're keeping yeah. them away from the rest of us. <laughs> maybe that. Yeah. Maybe that's the thing. They're segregating that type of that demographic from the actual hardcore gamers that are out there playing online. So I don't know. Do you think that that type of multiplayer would work? The just the local co-op type stuff. You think that's a good way to handle that? I, I think a lot of people have been bemoaning how it's kind of dying with our modern games. It's all wireless. I mean, it's all through the internet now. Yeah. You can't even do like split screen like with a lot of games nowadays that used to always have it. So I think it would be a big thing for them to get back to it, especially since you can wirelessly connect even like the switches themselves up to eight of them together. So if you have some buddies with switches, you can just bring over your thing and you can even charge it on your buddy's dock, which I think is real cool too to think about. Yeah. Yeah, you'd think they'd probably be interchangeable that way. You just plug it in if you need to charge it or want to mm-hmm. play it on the television all of a sudden, that would work. The one thing, the other thing I was thinking of too is since that the Switch can go mobile uh, and basically take the place of a Game Boy, the Nintendo has a stranglehold on the handheld market of Game Boys. I mean, smartphones and smartphone gaming sort of encroached on that a little bit, but the 3DSs still sell boatloads. Are they going to encroach on their own market now that they've made a console like a home console system that is mobile. Are we are they going to see less 3DS sales because people are going to buy the Switch and not want to buy a 3DS? This is my biggest fear with it is I don't want to get rid of my 3DS, but they already announced a new Fire Emblem for the Switch, so I'm going to have to get one next year. But I'm worried cuz they yeah, like do you still need a 3DS market when you have a mobile gaming platform like the Switch? Is the 3DS, the new 3DS price points aren't that far away from $300. Really? Oh, is that how much they're still going for? Well, the new ones are more like two-something, I think. Like the but, new, 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 new one. But See, I still, that's, they were that's still that expensive. pretty expensive still. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if we it, it has some issues. Yeah, because you figure that has to dip a little bit. Like, people that maybe are choosing between a 3DS or the Nintendo Switch... They they're probably gonna feel like they get more of their money's worth out of the Switch because you can play it on the television as well. Mm-hmm. Can't you hook up a 3DS to the TV? Uh, I don't know to tell you the truth. Do you know that, Ian? Um, I don't think so. I I, I bet there is a way, but it's like super complicated, and most people would never do it. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, because I recall, do you guys remember the Sega Nomad? No. I've, like, heard the name, and that's Yeah, it. the Sega Nomad was basically a Sega Genesis that was mobile. Like, it was, like, this big thing where you could play, pop in a Sega cartridge and play on your thing. But if you had a component cord, you could take the component cord and put it in the TV, and you could um, play it on the TV. Wow. I thought. See, and that was back in, like, the Sega Genesis days, so. And then GameCube had a thing you could hook to the bottom of your console to play Game Boy Color and GBA games. I remember that, yeah. So, so I'm just, I'm just new, surprised yeah. that they don't have some sort of cord that you can just pop in to the TV through your 3DS and play the 3DS in the cord. I guess I'm just surprised that that's not a, something that you could do. It's probably the dual screen thing, plus the 3D combination. Uh, yeah, I guess you sort of lose the 3D effect if you tried to plug that into a TV. Because you would still have to look at the bottom screen for touching stuff with it, probably, if you hooked it up to a TV. Yeah, then you're probably back to the Wii U problem. Yeah. So I don't know. What do you guys think of the uh, design of the Joy-Con controllers? Do you like what they're looking like? 
I like that they, like, snap off and stuff. I think that's cool, like, that they're two separate controllers in one. Yeah. This to give you that ability, because there's getting a lot of Nintendo games are pretty simple. You won't need more than four buttons and a joystick. Yeah, it essentially boils down to the old NES controllers. Mm-hmm. A directional pad and four buttons. Well, no, I guess SNES, because yeah. regular Nintendo had two buttons. Yeah. And then, you know, they've got the Street Fighter game coming out, so it could be fun with that, too. To make it easier to get like a people into that, because you'll have two controllers right off the bat, kind of. Yeah. So, do each of the controllers have the same functionality? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they they even have motion control too. Like it's a little bit, it's just like a tiny Wiimote almost. Okay. Because some of those games on the uh, that that one two switch game is just it's like. You know, the Wii Sports and, like, maybe, like, Mario Party or something like that. It's a bunch of just little mini-games just to show you, I guess, how versatile the the controllers and the system is and what you can do with it. Okay. So a lot of those mini-games use the Joy-Cons for the motion control. I'm just afraid that those things, like, on their own, not snap together or not on the sides of the, the tablet screen, are going to feel really small. They look really tiny in people's hands. And I don't know if I'm just used to, you know, modern controllers now. Like, the, you know, I I have an Xbox One, so I'm primarily playing on that type of controller, and that is what I'm used to. So cutting that in half and giving taking away half the buttons, I feel like is going to feel really, really weird to me. Eh, no weirder than switching to, like, Sega or Nintendo if you go for some retro gaming. That's what I mean. Like, I haven't played any of that stuff in such a long time. Oh, they're great. You should. Oh, I know. I just I need a place to hook all that shit up. Use your computer and emulate, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to teach me the ways. It's real simple. But I think <laughs> it, it's real it really cool because, like, you sit them sideways, too, like, as a gamepad, like a, you know, like a fight stick, arcade stick. is going to be real cool. Just to bring that feel back. Yeah. Um, is there anything else I had? Oh, we sort of touched on it, but, I mean, since this console, again, I think is probably going to be geared towards kids. Are they going to make some sort of, like, protective case for these things? Like, if they take this on the go and the kids are just dropping it all the time? Like, I feel like that's a legitimate concern. I mean, there's screen protectors already for, like, the console itself. Yeah, but that's, like, for, you know, the the actual screen part of it. What about the rest of it? Like, if you drop it... I, feel I mean, like it's the Nintendo. I think they work well, you know? Like, um, there's a video from um, one of the events they're showing it off, and the console itself with the screen has a little kickstand. So right. you can, like, keep it upright. And the person using it at the demo forgot to close it. So when they put it back on, it snapped right off. <laughs> but Nintendo thought of that, so it pops right back in. Nintendo is oh, really good stand. about okay. making sure, like, this stuff works and it can be withheld. Like, Nintendo makes quality stuff in that regard, I believe, you know. Yeah. But it's proven it time and again. There might be, like, third-party companies like, Ot- like OtterBox that might make protectors for something like that. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the only thing with that is, like, I can understand, like, putting a screen protector over it, because that's not going to really add to the size of the of the handheld tablet system, like, when you take it mobily. If you, as much as I'd want to protect that thing and put some sort of OtterBox case around it, then it's like, well, if I want to dock it, then I got to take it out of the case and put it back in the dock, and then if I want to take it off the dock, I got to put it back in the case. Like, that could be a little ridiculous after that's a while, too. That's the thing with pre-release. They're saying some screen protectors you can fit in the dock, but some won't. We won't know more about that until people really get their hands on them. Is it that big of a di- like that small of a difference for how that it depends, fits yeah, on the dock? Like a full-on otter box probably won't fit, but like a more of a normal like screen protector people would peel on and stuff. Yeah. So 
how big is the like what part of the uh, handheld connects to the dock? So if it's a very small area, you'd think an otter box would be able to create a uh, a case that would still like that would mm-hmm. be, I don't know Work. like part of it would be missing that would plug into the. I think it's dock, more just you know? the thickness of the case around it because the dock itself, like I mean, just the console itself is pretty thin. Mm-hmm. So the dock just has that little like thin piece where you can just slide it in. So if you're putting a thicker case around it, it might not fit in the dock for that little slice of their, uh, the opening that's there. Okay. That's sort so of they, what I'm thinking. The big thing with the dock is it's basically just a charging station too. So it's not necessary to always have it in there. Yeah. Like there's nothing really like bonus you're getting from it. So if you wanted to just keep it in your case, you would only have to take it off for maybe charging. And that would be it though. You know? Do they will they will they or do they sell another accessory of like an AC adapter? Like if you want to charge it outside the dock. I thought I thought you did mention that as one of the things. They were like, well, this is what I read that it has a connection for a USB S. So I guess like mobile charging stations that you can you can take with you on the go, so that you that you would use to charge your phone, would work for the system. Some of the stuff I was actually reading today for people that were trying it says it doesn't charge very well or fast that way. But, like, if for some reason you have, like, an OtterBox case or something around the the tablet unit itself when you're mobile and you don't want to pop the case off or you just you have somewhere where you can just plug an AC adapter into the wall and then plug it into the, the tablet piece, you know, where the – like, Andy, like you were saying, if the OtterBox case has a spot that you can peel open or something where it would charge, you could just plug it in that way and then plug it into the wall. Yeah, you wouldn't even necessarily need to worry about the – the um the dock right now is it going to be one of those things where it only like it only updates its firmware if placed on the dock i mean i guess it could just sense like i'm sure there's probably like some sort of wi-fi connection or something to it so it might not have to be on the dock just connected to wi-fi to do something like that okay i can't remember seeing um, pictures of it you can just charge the dock by itself i mean the console without plugging into the dock wherever you are so it does have like an AC adapter or something. Yeah, for it. you would use like the USB-C adapter to do it. Okay. All right, so that's another alternative then. So you don't have to use the dock if you don't want to. Yeah, you guys, you could just never use it. Just throw it in the trash. It <laughs> sell it back to GameStop. <laughs> buy 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 your Nintendo Switch, open it up, and sell it back to GameStop <laughs> immediately. It's unused. We'll still give you three cents. Three cents. I mean, you might want to try and sell it now on eBay. Get like 200 bucks for that dude who just needs to. <laughs> yeah. You just can't carry that shit around. <laughs> um, so I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, just sort of like final thoughts on the system. Would Would you buy one or are you thinking of buying one? I was uh, not going to buy a Wii U when it first came out. And then my brother got it, and I played a few of the games at his house, and I thought the games were really actually pretty fantastic. And I was flirting with buying one, and then uh, I decided to buy a PS4, and then that just kind of went away. <laughs> I'm gonna venture to guess, no, I won't buy one, but I would like to try one eventually. I don't know if I could just go to GameStop and try one or whatever. They usually have those consoles set up for you, so. Yeah, I would think they'd have like you know once this is releasing this weekend, there's got to be displays of it places. Yeah. To try it. Uh, Ian, what do you think? Yeah, they're releasing a new Fire Emblem for it. I gotta get it. Is that? Did you say that's this year or is that next year? Next year. Well, there is a Fire Emblem game this fall, but it's not like a main series game. It's more of a 
I think it's supposed to be more like Hyrule Warriors because it's called Fire Emblem Warriors. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. So it's probably a uh, Tecmo Kawaii collaboration. Yeah, but there is a Fire Emblem proper coming out next year. Okay. So you get a year to see if it drops in price. Yeah. And then since it's a Nintendo thing, that means the games don't drop in price. So I'll still have to pay full price for Zelda and Mario Kart. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm, I'm debating. I, I feel like it's something I'd probably have to try. I kind of like the hybrid design. I think that's unique enough that I, it sets it apart from any other console that's out there, just like the Wii did when it came out. Um, and you know, you can't go wrong with a new Legend of Zelda or Mario game. So eventually that might be something I get. I won't be getting it this weekend. That's for sure. Um, maybe I'll be like Ian and see if I can wait for a price drop or something and see if it's worth it by then see what the reviews are when it comes out, what people are saying, what they think. So you think it's like one of those cool things, like for the 100, someone could bring theirs there and we'd get three hours of it before we <laughs> die, without even plugging it in. We'll just record ourselves playing that. When you can't actually see what we're playing, we're just talking about what we're playing the entire time. <laughs> it's speeded up to 50 times normal speed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be, that would be interesting. Wow, wow, look how fast my ears are throwing up. <laughs> You just talked higher pitched. You didn't talk faster. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on. It was a little bit faster. It was like 25% faster. Yeah, see, told you faster. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I think that's where we're going to close down our Switch discussion. We'll see if if at any point any of us actually get a chance to try the Switch or if, you know, this might be something we come back to and revisit maybe somewhere down the line if we get a chance to try it, get our some some impressions of it that we can talk about. I doubt it'll be anytime soon, but we'll see what happens. So Maybe we'll get lucky and have that friend that has to go out and buy it day one. I have, Damn it. I have one last question about the Switch. Okay. Yes. So if you buy just the controllers, the what are they called? The Joy Cons. Joy Con controllers. Let's say you just buy a set of those and you just walk around and if you see somebody playing a Switch, you're like, hey, can I plug in? Can you do that? You know, but I don't actually know how they sync. So. Do you have to, I guess you, yeah, you might just have to like sync them up to the console or something, but yeah, that might. So that you wouldn't work. necessarily have to buy the Nintendo Switch. You just have to buy a controller and find someone who has a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there you go. 80 bucks and you could be ready and equipped to play a Switch with somebody. Yeah. We'll be all over the streets. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear stories of Andy just trolling on people. You know what? It's, it's going to be a thing where you, if you're walking down the street and you see somebody with a, uh, what are they calling it? Joy-Cons. Joy-Con controller with a carabiner attached to their belt. You'd be like, oh, look, that guy wants to play Nintendo Switch, but he doesn't <laughs> have one. It'll be like, you know, a fad. Andy rolls up with his fanny pack. <laughs> <laughs> he opens it up. I got all these Joy-Con controllers. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're going to spin off from uh, the Switch, and then we're going to hit some Xbox news. So... Microsoft announced that they will begin an additional subscription ter- service for the Xbox that will debut in the spring, and it's called Xbox Games Pass. Now, the service will be an additional $10 a month. Uh, it's said to feature over 100 Xbox One titles and backwards-compatible Xbox 360 games. The games offered through the service will cycle in and out each month. Any games that are available that month can be downloaded directly to the console, so there's no cloud-based streaming service or anything like that, so you shouldn't have any latency that way. So you download it to your console, you play it as normal, you sh- everything should work hunky-dory. Uh, if you decide to that you like one of these games that you've downloaded that are offered that month, 
and you would like to buy it, you'll be offered a discounted price for the game, and all accompanying DLC is supposed to be on sale as well. Um, I didn't see a discount rate, so I don't know how much of a discount you're getting. I bet it depends on the game. Okay. Yeah, I assumed maybe like 10 or 20% or something. I can't see them doing more than that, but you're right. Which maybe is it... ridiculous. It should be a lot more. Yeah, I mean, it depends what, I guess, what games they're offering. I don't know if they're... I mean, they're not going to be new games. We, I, we, the, like we were talking about, the NBA game is going to be like two years old by the time this launches. Yeah, because I think they, yeah, they show a picture for NBA 2K16. Yeah, that's old as shit. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they didn't announce too many games. There is a picture that goes along with this showing you, like, uh, screenshots, not screenshots, but, uh, like the game art for the for specific games that are going to be offered, I guess, in this first month. Some of the games that you can tell from the picture are Halo 5 Guardians, Saints Row 4 Re-Elected, uh, Mad Max, NBA 2K16, Lego Batman, although I couldn't tell from the picture which Lego Batman. I don't think it's the first one. I think it's one of the later ones in the series. I just don't know which one. Uh, Mega Man Legacy Collection, Payday 2, Gears of War Ultimate Edition and Fable 3 were the only ones I could make out. There are more pictured, but there are smaller pictures that I can't tell. Um, so yeah, those are pretty much the bullet points for the service. I don't know. Just, I don't know. I'm going to see what you guys think. Was that something you guys would want to try? Something you'd pay for? No. Fuck no. <laughs> you fuck no. <laughs> yeah, fuck no. I would not. It, it doesn't seem any different to me than the uh, gold membership free games service. Except but the gold membership only gives money. you two, and the gold or the two. the subscription will give you over a hundred. Yeah, but you no, get to no, those games no, forever. No, and no, it doesn't. It, it 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 rotates each month, so you only get certain games each month. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, you'd have a, no you had a month to play them and beat them if you want to complete them. It's no different. It's actually worse than the gold membership games. I oh, see. I don't know if it's that bad. It's worse. How is it not? You only get access to what a couple games each month. You just said you have video game ADD. I feel like this would be perfect for you. Yeah, right? you could try as many I'm games gonna, as you want that are offered during that month. No, I'm, not gonna pay, I'm not going to download them each time. Fucking pay money for them, and then I have, and then my video game ADD. I have a certain amount of time to fucking beat these games. Are you fucking kidding me? That's not going to work <laughs> for me. <laughs> so you you would rather have them permanently and come back to them at your leisure? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would definitely not pay for this. I mean, I do think it's supposed to be there's going to launch with 100 games and you'll be able to, there'll be 100 games when you could use the service and then they'll change throughout. I bet the oh, big okay. thing's going to be keeping at a pool of around 100. But I yeah. bet most of it's going to be original Xbox games and 360 stuff. Yeah, it just, the, it looks like it's all old stuff. I just, I, I would probably yeah. just, I would rather wait, pay my normal 60 bucks a, a year and wait for all these games to be free and permanent. Or just buy the disc for five bucks for some of these. Yeah, go to GameStop, get a used copy. Well, that's sort of what I was thinking too. Is like the Xbox Store offers like weekly deals, and sometimes they're sixty-five, seventy-five, fifty percent off some of these titles. So if you're paying for the service and that game, like Halo Five, you're paying for the the ten bucks a month. You can play that game for free now if you're you know for part of the subscription if you want. No, you're not free. You're paying for it. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I caught myself. Um, so you're, you're playing that game as part of the service and through the service you get, we'll say a 20, 25% discount, but it's offered through the weekly deals for 50% off that week. Is there going to, do you think it's going to let you 
get the deal for 50% off or do you think it'll have to force you since you're paying for that service and that's the discount offer to the service that you have to get it for 20% off? I would hope that Microsoft knows how to program and they, they would offer the lower price. Yeah, okay. I would hope. But like, I didn't that's know if it was going to be that strict or not. Halo would... 5 is 18 bucks right now. Oh, yeah, that's a cheap game. You can Just get it. fucking yeah. buy it. Brand new, 20 bucks. <laughs> Andy, I think we cut you off. Are you saying something? Oh, I, I, on your little uh, um, scenario right there, I would guess that that game would not be any less than the uh, buyback from that subscription cost. So you're saying if the if the subscription cost is 20% off, they would never offer it lower than that that month? As long as that game is available for that subscription, that would be my guess. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. That was another way I could see it playing out. So, yeah. Because you don't want to feel like the people that are paying this extra monthly fee are getting gypped out of some sort of sale or deal. Right. Yeah, they're already losing 10 bucks a month. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to lose all kinds of subscribers that way. Yeah. My fear on this subscription is that they're going to try and roll it into the Xbox Live Gold membership eventually. Uh, so eventually you'll start, yeah, just start paying seventy bucks a yep. year, and they'll get rid something. of the 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 gold to free games a month. I actually think I did see a headline. I didn't actually look at the article, but I'm pretty sure they confirmed that the the games with gold service, like the two free games you get a month or whatever, are going to keep going. Really, like they're. As of right now, that is a continued thing. Microsoft, yeah, did state that and clarified that it's a separate program. But they didn't say indefinitely. It, it, I guarantee they get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming they're going to go with this for a while, see how it works out, and then be like, hey, people love this. Fuck the free games and we'll make them pay for more. <laughs> and I guess that's the other big thing. You don't need to be a gold member to pay this $10. How nice of them. <laughs> Gotta gotta find ways to get that money any way they can. So isn't there a, a PlayStation thing very similar to this? Where you can rent games for a certain amount of time? Uh possibly. I don't play I don't granted I don't have a PS4 or follow the PlayStation, like PlayStation stuff as much just because I don't own a PS4. PlayStation Plus now. is is the subscription service, but I swear there was like place is that what it's called? PlayStation Now? Yeah. yeah. Is it a subscription that, or yeah, is it that, but per that's game? also streaming. And it's subscription, yeah. Okay. So that's streaming the games that you're paying for and not downloading the games you're playing for. Correct. Okay. It's very similar, though. So that's probably why Microsoft, in their press release, made it a point to say, we're downloading games and you're not streaming games, just to make another dig at Sony because of yeah. the way their service is set up. Yeah, but if you okay, if you download it on this new service, you don't get to keep it if it leaves the service, right? Uh, like yeah, if you if you download the game while you're paying the ten dollar a month and then you cancel your subscription, the game will probably not be available for you to play, even though it's downloaded on your console. It'll say like you need to purchase it or something. Yeah, okay. and they'll link so, you right to the store page. Yeah. So what if what if this rolling one hundred games, let's say you get Halo Five Guardians yeah. in, in the in the release. And let's say two months later that game is no longer available. Yeah. Do you lose your ability to play that game and you have to buy it buy it back for the reduced cost? Probably. Yeah, yeah, if it's removed I, from the service, you I wouldn't be able to so play it I'm so not anymore. on board with this. I'm actually pissed off at doing it. I mean, it's basically what Netflix does. It's just they're doing it with video games and not movies. And yet no one's bitching about the rotating schedule and how Netflix works. 
but I can like finish a movie in one sitting. I'm not going to finish Halo Five Guardians in one sitting. Oh, that's that's fair point. Yeah. Plus, games have more replayability than most uh, shows and game or shows and movies. Yeah, but it's. Part, I mean, I'd I'd more or less compare part of, it like, to the like multiplayer is is playing it multiplayer that like anything can happen. In like Overwatch or Battlefield or any of that jazz. So, but I think the big thing with Netflix is is it's people that were gonna pirate stuff anyways are now like oh, I can kind of pay for it. <laughs> it's not the same here. There's not the same. You saying games are getting pirated because they are, but not as so much on consoles. It's you gotta have a modded console to do that. True. Yeah. I bet way less people have a modded console than a PC. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a fair point. And like I said, they're mostly offering older stuff. I, they're not going to make any, like, Netflix makes original series. I don't think we're getting Xbox Game Pass original games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Well, maybe it took the a while for King Netflix games. to do that. Maybe Burger maybe King eventually games. if enough people catch on to the uh, subscription service and they start making bank from it, they'll start making games specifically for the service. See, I think something that might help is if, since there's some first-party games mentioned in Xbox, Microsoft's doing the whole thing with, First party games also being on PC, maybe letting PC players get involved in it, that could help them too. Just to open up a new market of people that would do it. I mean, I think Windows 10 was mentioned in the announcement, but I don't know it if that's was. part of the service. It was. it was mentioned. Okay. So that might, that might include, the service could include the, uh, PC. Yeah, the Windows, anybody playing on Windows 10 too. Part of me was thinking, I feel like this service would work if, like, say, me and a couple of the friends that I play with more often than, you know, a little bit regularly, if all of us decided to pay $10 a month for a couple months, and if there's some games that we would like to try, it'd be an excuse for us to try them all together. Because a lot of times, you know, between me and my friends, one of us will buy a game that you'd like to play co-op or multiplayer with other people, but then you got to convince everyone else to get it. If you're all paying a flat $10 rate a month, and all these games are available... Between you and your group, you could try two or three different games together, see what you like, and then maybe decide to purchase one as a group together that you'd want to play again or keep. Okay, that that would work if all these games were mostly new and none of these games were new. Well, I mean, even for me, like, I have a, such a back catalog of stuff that I'm still playing stuff that's year, year, two years old. So then why are you going to spend 10 bucks a month to play stuff you're not going to get to? Well... I don't know, just to have it available to me, I guess, because the, the rate I bounce around, like, that could work for me. The only one I could see, like, maybe working for that would be, like, Payday 2, because that's still kind of getting updates. But, like, Gears is dated. Halo Halo 6 is right around the corner, probably. Yeah, I think Halo's... It's got to be this year, I would think, because they haven't announced anything for a Halo sequel for a while. This subscription service would probably be better if it offered newer games. I, feel I mean, that like... could be something they get to eventually. Again, if if they get enough people to subscribe and try this out, and they're actually making money from it, it could allow them to get into release day games from other party from other developers, third party developers, maybe even okay. Never, they would never be released. <laughs> but they should sacrifice maybe some of their own newer first party stuff just to make the service popular at the beginning. And that's why I think it's weird. You would want the beginning to have the most enticing stuff, and then you pull that shit away. No people forget to cancel. Well, here's the other thing too: is they they just announced that it's it, that the service is coming. They haven't released a full games list. They said it's coming in the spring. It'll probably hit right before E3. So I would not be surprised if you start seeing some headlining games announced at E3 as part of the service. See what I think's gonna be dumb is now I can see it at E3 and they're like 
they've been doing things more and more like Sony and Microsoft with demos launching during E3. But now you can only get the demo through Games Pass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, essentially, yeah, it is essentially a way for you to demo games. Because they, they pretty much did away with demos, right? There's Like, that used to be a thing on 360. You could download a title, try it out, like, the first level or something, or, or a, time, a specific time limit, and then it would just stop working, and you wouldn't be able to play anymore, and then you decide if you want to keep it. I sold my PS4 before enough games came out, so I don't know if they can do that. There's still demos on PS4. They're, there, okay. they're they're very selective. There's on the store you just go to game demos and download whichever game demos you want to try. Okay. See, I don't. I couldn't remember if they. I don't think they do. I guess I haven't really looked that hard in the Xbox if the at the live store and stuff if they have demos. I would assume so because Final Fantasy had a the newest Final Fantasy had a demo. I'm a, I would assume that it was on both consoles. I mean, there's a lot of games that do betas, like they they do an open beta for a weekend. That's essentially a demo but you have to play it over that weekend. It's not just like you go and download the demo whenever you want and try it at your leisure before the game's released. It's a specific time frame. You have to play it in this window. I think with the whole, like, let's play market, demos have kind of died down. Now people would rather just watch other people play it. Oh, that's true. They'll let them know if they would want to buy it. So I I just think there's not as big of a market for demos as there used to be. Yeah, because to tell you the truth, that's a lot of what I do now, is go to YouTube and see what people are playing and what they like and what they're... You know, seeing gameplay and how people react to the game and what they're talking about as they're playing it, that's as, it, that's, that's as good as a demo for me. It at least gives me a baseline to see what I would find interesting from it and how it would work and stuff like that. I just It's just so there's such older games that I could we could just do the YouTube thing or read reviews about would I like them or not. Yeah. You could watch like four of your like four other guys that are friends play it on YouTube to see if you guys <laughs> would like to play it. <laughs> All right, so if you guys aren't sold on this, is there anything you'd like to see added or anything that would sort of bring you around to this service? Like I don't I don't know. Is it just like the new releases? Like if they added new releases to these run hundred titles that are floating around each month, would that be enough to bring you into the service? I think that would like pitch it a little better. That or Maybe the discounts could be cool thing, but like these games are so old, I don't want to be paying. I'm not going to be paying full price for them anyways. Well, all of them are offered. Your discounts are relevant to me. Again, even if you bought them new, like like Halo Five, if you bought that new, it's twenty bucks. Yeah, but how much is it on the Microsoft store? No, like they're they're usually pretty good with uh what the retail store is. At least a lot. Well. I will say a lot of their sales are pretty good. I don't know what if you just go to Halo Five on its own when it's not on sale, if it's still sixty bucks through the store. Um, but they do they. I've it's bought 40. a lot of games digitally. It's forty bucks right now. Okay. So yeah, I mean, the, so their their great discount would bring it down to what I can get it for on Amazon. <laughs> it's like fuck that, fuck you, Microsoft. I mean, like I said, I've I have bought a lot of games especially digitally now, through the Xbox store, just based on their weekly sales, because their weekly sales are actually pretty solid. I think there's, I can find a lot of games cheaper there than I can retail disc at the store or even Amazon. And anymore, like, again, because the disc makes you load that stuff onto the console anyway, I like it better just having the digital version and not having to get up and put a disc in the system anymore. I've gotten that lazy with this stuff. Because I feel like if the disc... If the game is played off the disc and saved hard drive space that way, I'd probably go for disc versions a lot more. But if What's putting in the Blu-ray? disc, yeah, 
I mean, if, if hey, it's still like Blu-ray. It's just real slow. <laughs> it still works. No, but I mean, that's why the PS4, like the PS3 even started having load games originally because it was so slow to counteract that. And now that Xbox One also is a Blu-ray player, that's why they have you loaded on there because the speeds, the read speed's not fast enough. Well, I mean, they, they let, they had you, or I guess they gave you the option to install on 360 and stuff like that. You didn't yeah, have but to you do didn't that. need to. With PS3, you kind of had to for some games. Just because they're, they're so dense. Mm-hmm. PC Master yeah. Race, that's where it's at. <laughs> You're part of the elite. I know, me and my 3DS too. <laughs> Get all the waifus. <laughs> Back to the waifu. I think that might be a good place to wind it down. I think waifu conversation is a good place to tie it off. <laughs> um, I don't know, you guys got anything else to add for the uh, the Xbox Game Pass? I think you guys you guys are saying no, right? Fuck no? That's, what that's, the... yeah, that's a fuck no. I'm, I'm <laughs> no, it, I, I think it's going to absolutely fuck things up, and they're going to be greedy bastards and take away that and make you pay more, and it's just, I, I, I don't see a point to it. I would much rather go out and red box a new game than pay a subscription service and just play it for a couple days. If that's yeah. the case, it only cost you a buck. I think it's the other thing. Microsoft hasn't earned the trust for me to subscribe to the service. Well, you guys are both PS4 guys. Well, I guess Ian's more PC, but Andy's got the PS4. I think I'm the only Xbox guy in the in the in the show right now. Yeah, but I mean, I had a 360. Well, uh, okay, and in, in, uh if if you're gonna throw that at me, um, PlayStation <laughs> Now has been available for how long, and I won't play for that subscription service either. Is it the same price, Ian? Is PlayStation now ten bucks too a month? I don't know. It's thirteen euros a month, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what Con- the convert that shit. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm on. I don't know what the English price is. <laughs> I don't know why they think I'm in the UK. <laughs> Your internet's pinging off somewhere. <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad. Shit. <laughs> now I found out that there was a, uh, a subscription service for the. Uh, PS store, and I was pretty much like, fuck that as well, so. Okay. I, I seem to recall though, you 20. actually being able to play newer games on the subscription service for PlayStation now. But, I could be wrong? Yeah, see, I can't remember their service. I remember hearing about PlayStation now, but I don't know the details. It's 20 bucks a month. So maybe that's the difference. Maybe it's 20 bucks a month and you get new releases. Over 450 games, and you can also play them on PC. And Vita. Alright, so it's a little bit more flexible with their service then. Mm-hmm. Okay. Alright. Well, they also yeah. go back to like the PlayStation games and stuff too, so it's a lot. Uh so you're out of your four hundred and fifty, three hundred might be PS4 games. Or no, I mean no. yeah, the other way around. Maybe, maybe yeah. like a hundred, yeah. 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 But they do have a seven day free trial, so that's nice. <laughs> Which I think is big just to see if you can play it with the latency issues that you would have inherently in a streaming service. Right. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we'll see if, especially because I think last year was when Sony announced the PlayStation Now. I think last year, E3, if I remember right. So we'll see if they, when E3 rolls around, if they have any updates or additions to that to try to streamline the service, make it a little bit better. And we'll see if Xbox comes around with any additions to their service by then. So uh, is is this... Um, their 
counterpunch to the PlayStation now then? Oh, yeah. This oh, is... I'm sure. Yeah. Microsoft is always trying to make digs at Sony. I mean, Sony's probably, you know, they're doing the same thing, but it was like as soon as, especially like last year at E3, the Xbox One S, the, the redesigned Xbox console that supports 4K movies, like 4K Blu-ray discs and 4K streaming and 4K video game playing and all that stuff, um, that came out before the PS4 was announced, or PS, PS4 Pro was announced, which is their 4K system. Um, right after Sony's press conference where they announced the PS4 Pro and did not say anything about a 4K Blu-ray player, that that console does not support 4K Blu-rays, Right after that, Microsoft was hitting them with the only console on the market that plays 4K Blu-ray movies. So they know exactly where to hit them. Wasn't the problem that it couldn't actually play 4K though still? It, yeah, it's still like up-converting. It's not, yeah. Yeah, it's not straight just, 4K. It's not. Yeah, it's pointless to even try. Neither, neither console can do straight 4K. PC can. What's up, bro? <laughs> Which is another thing. Microsoft's going to probably officially announce the Scorpio probably at this E3. Which is going to be their 4K system, so we'll have to see what that's like too. Is that the uh, Xbox One and a Half or whatever? No, I thought that was the S or whatever it is. Oh, okay. So this is actually the newest. This is the Xbox One Point Eight. Yeah, I guess more like it's another console that's that's going to be like their high end. It's not next gen. It's just upgraded Xbox One. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it plays all the same games and it uses all the same accessories as your Xbox One. It's just, just if you like want ultra, yeah, if you want the PC Ooh, master fancy. race of Xboxes, that's what you're that's what you're getting. And you can Project still Scorpio. spend the same amount on a PC and play better games with better graphics. Yeah, the price point for that thing is going to be the kicker, I think. Well, the weird thing is, like, it comes to a point: do you scale the graphics for the original Xbox One, or is it just going to run shittier on it, like like chugging along, lagging? That was my. Because I feel like if you're if you're making a console that's meant to be beefier, you have to make the games beefier. So it's almost yeah. like you have to buy two different versions of the game if you want to play yeah, it 4K. Yeah, no, super weird. But they claim all that stuff's going to work the same. So yeah, I don't sure. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure it will. Yeah, so we'll find out. My guess find out is, in June. My guess is if you have the Scorpio and like let's say one of the original launch tires, titles of Xbox One. You put that game into it, and I'm assuming Scorpio would have to download something that would fix the way it runs. Like I bet it it's, it... it's the same architecture and stuff. It's just going to have better components so you can push it more, like the graphics and stuff. So it should all it'd be more like a PC thing where all the games will run. You won't have to download like Microsoft Netcode Pack or something. But it's just the scalability of the graphics should change. And that becomes the issue if the newer games will scale down to the original Xbox yeah, One, it would or be kind of like shittier. Yeah, it would be kind of like playing, I don't know, StarCraft Two on a shitty laptop as opposed yeah. to an Alienware desktop. You know, or even playing, you're, you're, on like you're an both going to be able to play the game, but obviously the Alienware desktop is going to be much more smooth and mm-hmm. awesome right. than playing it on your, your laptop. I'm assuming that's how it's going to go, but who knows. It's yeah. the same thing with like the iPhones with the new mobile games. Like the, the old iPhone three can't run some of them, but it's more like that. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, we'll have to wait until what mid June I think is E three. So we'll have to wait yeah. when when that happens. Come listen to us cover six different conferences in two hours, <laughs> but each conference is four hours in length. Don't worry, I'm sure Ian will be there for that. <laughs> we'll have to be. <laughs> it's tradition, right? Yeah. 
We'll see if we can make it three years in a row where it's just shit for two it's hours. The, it's the only episode I know I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, you're officially invited back if you would like to cover some E3 stuff with us at that point. I don't know. It, it sounds like fun, guys. <laughs> I think I think I think the first year we did it, we had Jeff. I think I think Jeff was on with us, and I think he yeah. he did pretty well. And then last year was Romano, and I, I we'd bring stuff up to Romano, and he'd be like, "I didn't watch that. I don't know about that. I don't know." What I that think is. that was everything we brought up. Yeah, so that that didn't work nearly at all. Was that the Spider Man one too, where we got him real pissed at you about yeah. selling his PS4? Yeah, that was that <laughs> one. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> It was literally like the week before Sony announced a Spider-Man exclusive game for their console, and he just traded in his PS4 for an Xbox One. Oh, that was the best part of that episode. <laughs> and of course, Ian's over there egging him on every chance he gets. Oh, I'm sure. It Not was a Ian. shit show. I don't know <laughs> what you're talking bitch. about. Not that dude. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> See, even Andy's got your catchphrase going. <laughs> Bye, guys. The one that he retired last week, or the week Oh, before. you retired it. Oh, shit. Yeah, well, Brian had to go and fucking say it. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's fine when Andy says it, but as soon as I say it, it's it's done. It's over. You literally were introducing me and said, hey, guys, what was I supposed to do? Not retire it? <laughs> Just go through with it like it was an original idea? Uh, all right, we're going off the rails. I think this is where, where we end. <laughs> Yeah. Uh yeah, so if you've uh, if you've enjoyed the show, please stop by iTunes, leave us a five star rating and review. Be sure to share, subscribe, favorite the show, so you can come back to us, listen to us all the time because you you love listening to us. I'm, and please I'm that for you. Send yeah. us comments and questions so we can do this episode one hundred thing. Yeah, that would be fantastic because so far we got nothing. So otherwise, we're gonna we're gonna wing it and go on our own <laughs> without it. Yeah, I mean, we all have Twitter accounts. Mine's at the Druid seventy nine at, at Silver AGN. Hit me up, brah. <laughs> uh, I am at Jedi Bry Guy, or you can uh, tweet at the show at BG Super Friends, both of which will work for me. I think we're the only three followers of that account. Probably. <laughs> I think you're yeah, you probably guys, right. <laughs> you guys were like the first ones I was like, favorite that or you know, follow my <laughs> follow my Twitter account. Uh, yeah, and then you can find us on Facebook as always. Uh, search Bry Guy Super Friends on Facebook or go to www.facebook.com slash Guy Super Friends. Comment questions, please. Yeah, we could we could use them. As you can tell. Yeah, as we're begging for them. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry uh, about that. Hey, well, if it, it works, it, sound, it works. It made it sound a little desperate. <laughs> That's because we are. It's not. You're not lying. <laughs> Desperation, home. Yeah. Uh, the last place you can try us if you want to send us anything, you can uh, email us at bryguysuperfriends at gmail dot com. All of those avenues will work for us. You'll be able to get in touch with us there. You could even and... you could even add comments and questions to um, iTunes reviews of our podcast. I would bet. Oh yeah, that would work too. Yeah, as when long as they're five stars. Five, yeah, when you leave us that five star rating, ask, ask us a question, mother. <laughs> Sounds like you're asking your mom for a yeah, question. Yeah, I know, motherfucker. <laughs> is that better? <laughs> That's sure. Yeah, yeah. call our <laughs> listeners motherfuckers. I'm sure they'll leave lots of comments after that. It might be um, hate mail. It might be hate mail. But, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna get it all on the on the uh, Gmail account now. It's gonna be great. I'll make sure I read them all to you later. Uh, on behalf of Andy, Ian, and myself, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you all next time. As always, fuck King Kong. Fuck King Kong. <laughs>